It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. All right, we have reached the point in the offseason where it's lineup construction time. We are going to build the best lineup for the Reds using the nine best bats currently on the active roster. We've got that and a lot more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks so much for joining us here today. I'm your host, Jeff Carr, alongside my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you where it comes to the Cincinnati Reds. Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team Every day, we always thank you for making our first, making us your first listen, because we're free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We've got a lot to get to because, um, as of right now, Steve, you and I have to field a lineup with this roster right now today. The ideal lineup on the current roster. We're not going to go out and make any moves. We're not going to make any trades. We're not going to make any free agent acquisitions here it's just who the reds have go and we're not going to call up anybody from the minor leagues and right i just want to say right up front i did not put any positions associated with this lineup these are just the nine bats on the active roster right now that if i had to make a lineup this is who i would use david bell makes a whole lot of money to figure out how to get these nine guys in the lineup at the same time that's his problem that's oh. not my problem. I'm just telling him I'm playing GM here. I'm making the phone call from the luxury suite and telling him these are the nine guys you by God will put on the field tonight. David Bell can figure out the rest. With that being said, let's go. Uh, if our show prep was any indication, this is going to be a fun episode of Jeff and I arguing about guys. Uh, the first guy is not somebody we're going to argue about because Jeff and I are in agreement that the leadoff hitter for this lineup as this team is built right now is a uh, former rookie of the year second baseman jonathan india his slash line last year jeff was 249 327 378 that was an injury plague season and still at times uh he played above his rookie of the year performance you know yes. when he was playing through injuries it brought his numbers down but he showed us flashes of uh being able to continue develop 
to continue to develop towards a ceiling. I don't think he's hit that ceiling yet. There was a 40-ish game stretch that I remember looking at when I was cherry-picking for some stats. I'm not going to lie. I was cherry-picking. But there was a 40-game stretch there in the month of, I think it was between June and July, where he hit a slash line of 300, 400, 500. The kind of slash line that you say is like, you know, award-worthy. That's the kind of time when you're talking about a dude in some conversation for awards. So he has that talent he has that ability it's not gone from him and all of the reports are positive all of the quotes that you hear from david bell are positive about how gung-ho jonathan india is attacking this offseason and getting himself ready for next year he wants and, and and david bell said this this was a direct quote where he said jonathan india wants 2023 to be better than his rookie of the year campaign he's not talking about being better than last year he wants it to be better than the rookie of the year season i i, I believe him I, I think jonathan india is ready to go totally believe he should be the lead off hitter should we construct a lineup today for it and, and and let's remember too that Jonathan India is now coming in to uh, the 2023 baseball seasons as bona fide one of the leaders of this team. Uh, yes. Obviously, Joey Votto is still around here, but the next two guys on that list to be leaders in this clubhouse are Jonathan India and Tyler Stevenson. So Jonathan is coming in knowing that already. There's not going to be some ambush, you know, almost at the end of spring training where guys starting get traded away, and that's what happened to him last year. He he spoken publicly about feeling the pressure to be a leader as guys got dealt and and he just knows that's his role now so i don't think it's going to catch him off guard i think he's going to respond to that i think he's gonna do well uh this could be the end of jeff and i agreeing on the lineup almost the rest of the way there might be one other guy in this lineup that jeff and i are going to agree on because if i'm building the lineup the number two guy right now if i'm constructing it jeff nick senzel will bat second in this lineup with his 231 296 306 slash line until someone takes it away from him until he cements himself there with a great performance or until he gets injured. Those are the three possibilities. Nick Senzel right now is the guy that's going to be starting. He's going to be in this lineup and this is where I bat him. He has experience at the top of the lineup, even as poorly as he performed. If you look at the Reds roster right now of the guys that remain from 2022, Nick Senzel has the third highest on base percentage of anybody that is left. So I'm putting him up top. I know it was sub 300, but it was almost 300. If he can just be a little bit healthy, I think he can get on base at a better than 300 clip and he can be on base and give guys potential for RBIs. That's what we need. Get them on, get them over, get them in. We're going to be running. The bases are closer together. Nick Senzel has speed. He can be a guy in the two hole. I think he can improve and um, he, he's got speed. That's, that's for sure. Nick Senzel is an athletic guy. Here's the thing though. You know, sometimes when we write the show, we say, okay, let's let's add this in, let's add an in tease to get everybody going. Let's let's rile everybody up with this little nugget and then we'll give them payoff. You know, that wasn't the case when you said that we were done agreeing on the lineup because I don't agree that Nick Senzel deserves the second spot, not even close. And you said that he hasn't been proven or it's not been proven that somebody else deserves it over him. Jake Fraley has proved that Jake Fraley is the guy that right now, if you're constructing a lineup, you're not calling up anybody. You're not making bold assumptions about maybe some rookies who only saw a month's worth of playing time last year. 
Jake Fraley's the guy. Jake Fraley showed after his injury and after his subsequent demotion to AAA last year that he was this one of the best hitters, if not the best statistical hitter on this team for a long period of time in 2022. I believe that he can be the guy, and especially, you know, you're talking about a right-handed pitcher here, which most of the time the Reds face right-handed pitchers. It's not as if it's 50-50. I think it's more 60-40, maybe even 65-35 uh, righties to lefties. But when a righty's on the mound, Jake Fraley is hitting, and Jake Fraley's hitting at the top of the order. I want him batting second. I think that you get that power. You get He's got a decent plate discipline as well. He's not a free swinger, and I believe that he would be – the better option in the two hole. I'm not going to disagree that Jake Fraley showed us some things. I will concede that point to you. Uh, I chose to place him somewhere else in this lineup in order to keep another section of this lineup from being absolute garbage time. So okay. Jake Fraley will appear later and I will tell you why he's at where he's at and why I'm right and you're not. Moving on to the number three spot in the lineup, Jeff. This might be a spot we agree on. I'm not sure your take on this, but for the for the three hole, you know, I wrestled whether or not do I just uh, pencil Joey Votto in here because that's Joey Votto's spot. And shocking to our listeners because they know how big a Joey Votto fan I am going to be. No, this is no longer Joey Votto's spot. I'm moving him down in the lineup to start the 2023 baseball season uh, for a variety of reasons. And I'm giving the three spot to the new addition to the Reds lineup, Will Myers. Uh, last season in San Diego, Will Myers had a slash line of 261, 315, 398. And I think this is just the guy we want hitting in front of our cleanup hitter. It's an interesting take because he's definitely a well-balanced hitter. And I don't know that I disagree strongly here, but I think I would put Joey third. And, and again, we're, we're talking about this and assuming that this is, you know, I mean, obviously they don't need to make a lineup today. So it's a little bit of a made up world anyway. So we're going to say that Joey's healthy. We know he's not healthy right now. And hopefully he will be for opening day. But assuming they made a lineup and Joey's healthy, I think I'm still batting Joey third. I, I think that I would flip Joey, uh, I, I would flip Will Myers behind Tyler Stevenson at four, which is a little bit of a spoiler for here in a minute. But I think nobody is surprised by our saying that. But I, I think that I would still put Joey Votto third being a lefty and then having Tyler Stevenson righty do that lefty righty split there in the heart of the order. Plus I still think that if you're talking about power in this lineup, I think that Joey Votto is ahead of Will Myers, especially a healthy Joe Joey Votto with a repaired shoulder. So I, I think that I put Joey Votto third. I don't know that it's enough to say because he's miles better because at this point in his career it's not as if he's miles better than a lot of different guys but i still think that of guys that you fear in this lineup i think if you can sandwich joey Votto ahead of tyler stevenson and then put will myers behind him i think that is a better lineup construction well one thing is for sure jeff there's going to be plenty of opportunity for this reds lineup to get on base and score some runs it's not nearly as bleak or nearly as bad as some people would like to paint the picture to be. Uh, coming up, the meat of the order is going to be anchored by the cleanup hitter. Jeff, I know who that is. You know who that is. Everybody knows who that is without us even talking about it. But who hits behind him? Well, we're going to figure that out in just a moment. 
But before we get to that, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast, Bet Online. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find over at BetOnline.net. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events. They've got MLB futures available right now. They've got MMA. They've got boxing. They've got golf getting ready to fire up. There's a, a very fun event about to tee off right here in Hawaii that uh, if you've never been out here and watched some golf in Hawaii, you are definitely missing out. Uh, Bet Online also has all of your NFL playoff action. Who day? Bengals. Bengals are going to crush the Ravens. Just, oh. Cannot wait. Uh, Bet Online's got that action for you as well with NFL playoff football. You can head to betonline.net right now using your mobile device or your computer to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. And while I have your attention, don't forget that sports betting is now legal in the state of Ohio. And Locked On has the perfect show to help you gather information, whether you're a new gambler or a seasoned gambler. You can download and subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast for your daily picks and analysis. It's available just like Locked On Reds wherever you get your podcasts. All right, coming up on Friday, we have another edition of our live Aloha Friday show where we take your questions and your comments and put you in the driver's seat for a majority of the show as we talk Reds baseball with you live on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you have not subscribed to us on YouTube, head over there and do that. Click subscribe. Also click that notification bell so that you get notified whenever we go live, whenever we post something new so that you never, ever miss a beat. All right, Jeff, we have covered one through three in my proposed Reds lineup of the current uh, best nine hitters available, uh, regardless of position, kind of, sort of. Uh, David Bell can figure that problem out a little bit later, but uh, we need to get into four through six. Now, you and I agreed on Jonathan India as the leadoff hitter and didn't agree on much else. Uh, we got to the four hole now, the cleanup guy, the big bopper, the man that's going to drive in the runs. And you and I are in lockstep here. That is going to be Tyler Stevenson. Last season in 50 games for the Red Legs, Jeff, slash line of 319, 372, 482. Listen, that's not phenomenal for a catcher. That's phenomenal for anybody in Major League Baseball right now. And that is our cleanup guy. I am looking forward, especially after having talked to him right here on this show earlier in the offseason. I can't wait to see what Tyler Stevenson does this year for the Red Legs. I think I saw, and it was one of the many projection systems that Fangraphs uses, but I think it was Steamer that had this projection of him for the year having an OPS of 737. We want to talk about some disrespect. That's some disrespect because Tyler Stevenson is going to hit the cover off the ball. And, and they were talking about that there's going to be a marked drop. He had a very high BABIP in those 50 games, and his BABIP is going to drop substantially, and that's going to kill all of his rate stats. And I just don't see that. I mean, the way that he hits the ball, he hits line drives. He's able to hit them where the fielders ain't, you know, that old adage. And when he has that power, he's hitting those line drives over the wall he is a very solid well-rounded hitter not the kind of guy that's getting lucky a lot because he's pulling it and he's just happened to hit it over guys or something like that 
you know, or he's hitting, you know, dribblers that guys can't get to and he beats out a throw to first base. That's not who Tyler Stevenson is. And for some reason, it feels like the steamer projection system thinks that way. Now, who knows? I, I don't necessarily think he's going to bat 350 for an entire year, but could he bat 280? Absolutely. And I think that that, along with everything else that's going to come with it, is just going to be phenomenal. There's no question about it. He's the best hitter on this team, and he and he belongs in the four hole. And 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 let's face it, you and I both want him in 140, 150 games. He's going to be doing a lot more than catching. The Reds have established that uh, they made positional upgrades at the catcher's position to make sure they can do that. Tyler's right. going to be in a lot of games. He's going to get a lot of at bats, and I agree with you. I think he's going to hit better than 280. I think he's going to have serious slugging percentage. I think he's really going to deliver. Uh, moving on to the fifth spot. Now, this is where we're back to disagreeing. And, you know, you mentioned you might like to see Will Myers here. This is where I put Joey Votto. And mm -hmm. some of it was to do to break up the lefties. And, and some of it was the fact that while, you know, Joey Votto career-wise and, and learning to never underestimate Joey Votto says, you put him right back in his spot. He's going to be the comeback player of the year. He's your three-hole guy. Get out of his way. I get that logic. And, and I hope that that's how it plans out. To start things off, though, I drop him down in the lineup a little bit. I put him in the fifth spot behind Tyler Stevenson. I let him get comfortable and I let him start that comeback player of the year campaign. If Joey Votto is the guy and he's the guy that we think he's going to be and hope that he's going to be, then it's not very long before this lineup gets shuffled anyway. Uh, guys start proving themselves. Guys start proving they're not the guys. Minor leaguers come up. This gets changed. But for to begin it, to begin his comeback player of the year, this is where I put him. I put him in the fifth hole uh, down here a little bit lower in the lineup and take just a little bit of the pressure off of him to have to deliver right out of the gate. I don't hate the idea. I just, I do wonder a little bit personally how it would affect Joey to begin the season there because I think that pitchers would pitch around him in this instance because they get through the most important guy in this lineup. And once Stevenson is done, whether he's on base, whether he just homered, whatever, then Joey comes up and the pitcher can then kind of choose what he wants to do with Joey Votto, whether he wants to walk him, whether he wants to go right at him, because who's behind him in the lineup is not going to scare you. And I, I think that that's true for whoever's in the fifth spot here in this lineup but i don't necessarily think that especially against right-handed pitchers that this is the best utilization for him simply because he is the kind of guy that when he gets on base he's going to present that opportunity for tyler stevenson to get more rbis i i look at jonathan indy i think the on base uh ability is going to be amazing this year. I look at Jake Fraley in the second spot, and I think that the on-base percentage is going to be pretty solid. And I think if you put Joey Votto in the third spot, you have a career on-base machine. So you're looking at three guys who are going to give a pitcher fits, and then Tyler Stevenson just gets to drive whoever is on base in. And so then the fifth spot then kind of resets everything. I don't necessarily know that I want that to be Joey Votto. I think I want that more to be Will Myers, who can do a little bit more, I, I would say, consistent damage with his power and stuff like that, at least right now. I'm not. I'm hoping that Joey's going to be able to do that power damage. But I like his on-base ability ahead of Tyler Stevenson, and I like Will Myers' bat right behind I'll continue to disagree with you, especially when we get into the bottom third of the lineup here. But uh, where well, I went with number six, I mean, yeah, <laughs> where I went with number six though is another one of the new guys. I decided to slot Kevin Newman 
I'm going to do that only in the off season. When the season starts, I'm going to stop that. I think Sadak will take that over for me. Um, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to go with Kevin Newman slash line last season, Jeff, 274, 316, 687. Uh, he had a good year for the Pittsburgh pirates and he's going to be uh, probably uh, get a lot of playing time at least early on. So, you know, I slotted him here at the sixth hole, you know, as a guy that got on base at above a 300 uh, clip, uh, to kind of, like you said, at least get some guys, hopefully for what I've done with the bottom half of the lineup here, the bottom third to get an opportunity, uh, one last chance to drive in some runs before it flips back to the top. So that's kind of the direction I went here in the six hole, uh, with Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman's interesting to me because statistically as a hitter, he is a all or nothing type dude. He doesn't really look at a lot of pitches. He's it's based on whether or not he gets a hit as to what his on base percentage typically ends up being. So I, I think that the six spot, six or seven is probably okay. This is where I would put Nick Senzel. We talked, you talked about having Nick Senzel batting second. This is where I would have Nick Senzel because I think there's a little bit of, okay, saying that, yes, we still kind of believe in you when you put him at six, but also a challenge to him of like, look, if you want to move up, the ability's there, but you got to hit. You got to show that you can get on base. You got to show that you can hit. And I think that this is a good spot right behind in my lineup, right behind Will Myers, that he would get a lot more opportunity because I think whoever's batting six, whoever's batting after the trio of uh, whatever the trio ends up being of Votto, Stevenson, and Myers, that guy's going to see a lot of strikes. And I think I'd rather have it be a guy who potentially has more pop. I think that they're, as of right now, I think Senzel and Newman have about the same amount of pop in their, in their bat, but Senzel's got at least a potential to have more. So I'd rather see Senzel in this spot than Kevin Newman. Well, you'll see when we get to this last three, why I've constructed it the way that I have, Jeff. Uh, I think, again, there's still some opportunity for guys hitting four, five, and six to do damage and deliver for the Reds as we progress through this lineup. But there's definitely opportunity as well to break through. Some opportunity for guys to make a name for themselves and get some playing time because there's not a lot that's really set here. And when we're looking at the bottom of the lineup, let's be frank it's a mess uh can we fill it with guys who are automatic or can we fill it with guys who aren't automatic outs we'll try here in a moment before we do that though i wanted to let you know that you can follow us on all platforms including right here on youtube if this is your first time watching us thank you so much for doing so make sure you hit that subscribe button and you click that bell to get notified whenever we have new content for you as we go through the off season we will be with you here three times a week and then whenever pitchers and catchers report we'll be back to five times a week plus you can get notified when we're going to go live on fridays at 1 30 p.m eastern time that's just me telling you what time it is but hey you want to click that bell to get notified because you forget what jeff says i get it lots of people forget what i say steve does all the time so that bell is going to help you out plus you can follow us on twitter in between episodes we have some takes there as well you can follow steve at s offenbaker with two f's you can follow me at jeff Carr with three f's and you can follow the show at locked on reds all right, Steve, the bottom of this lineup, at least right now, is going to start with the seventh spot, and that seventh spot is? Well, for me, and not for you, but for me, this is where I'm putting Jake Fraley. 
Okay. Last season, you're absolutely right. He showed us something after his uh, return from AAA Louisville. Uh, on the season, he had a slash line of 259, 344, which is great, 468. Uh, the way that I tried to build this is to minimize the damage that the bottom of this lineup is going to cause because there's some guys that need to try and figure some things out and prove themselves, whether it be because of their youth or their inexperience or the fact that they've just kind of not been able to figure it out. So what I tried to do now that I can, we're here, I can backtrack and answer you a little bit more about the five and the six spot and why I put Joey Votto and Kevin Newman where I put them. Those are both what we assume will be some on-base guys. So the way that I tried to construct this lineup was three on-base guys followed by the power hitter, the masher, and Tyler Stevenson. Opportunity 1A to get on-base and score runs. Then I tried to reset that lineup and kind of uh, build the the wish version of the one through four and make, make a lineup that had some on base guys and the potential to get some runs. So in that case, after Tyler Stevenson, I put Votto and Newman who I hope are going to be on base guys and can get on base for now. The number seven hitter, a guy with some pop, a guy that could drive in some runs in Jake Fraley. So rather than stack up all of the guys that we think maybe might get us a few runs one through four and then have nothing coming from five through nine, I tried to spread it out and tried to give the Reds run scoring opportunities throughout this lineup. That's why Jake Fraley sits right here in the seven hole as, you know, the, the number four guy B, the guy that could drive in some runs from the seven spot if guys can get on base in front of him. I think this is going to be where I put Spencer Steer. And um, I know looking at our notes here, you're actually going to talk about him in just a moment. But I put Spencer Steer here in the seventh spot because I think he's kind of the last bastion of consistency that the Reds have in the final three that, you know, I have moved around. I think that the consistency that he showed as far as his, his plate discipline goes is something he can fall back on. He still had a 306 on base percentage despite hitting just. 211. And I think that that is something that he is going to be able to turn into an asset. And I think that average is going to come up. I don't think he's going to be a guy that has a low batting average. And I think his slugging percentage is going to tick up too. So I think that overall, we're going to see Spencer Steer take a step forward. And I still think that even before he does that, he should be the seventh best hitter in this line. Well, for all the things you just said, he's my number eight guy. He's next on the list. I do think he has a lot of upside. I just don't think he's been given a lot of opportunity to show it. Uh, but that's also the same things we said about guys like Jose Barrero. So for me, I I'm going to stick him in the eighth spot. This is, you know, way down in the lineup. Let him prove it. And when he does, absolutely, you move him up. You re, like I said, you you continue to adjust this thing as minor leaguers get caught up, as guys prove they can't do it. Uh, if there's any kind of injuries, you got to adjust. But for, for the first day, this is how I'm doing it until he shows me otherwise. I'm sticking him in there at number eight. I'm making him go out there and earn it. And I think that he will, and he's going to earn it all over the ball field. I think that Spencer Steer ultimately becomes the utility, super utility play everywhere guy for this Reds lineup and gets full-time at bats at a variety of positions. Uh, and I do that with him starting number eight and that just leaves one spot in this lineup. And again, I have not decided who's playing where that's David Bell's problem, but the ninth guy that I'm sticking in there right now 
at least to start things, is the aforementioned Jose Barrero with his unbelievable 152-195-206 slash line in the nine hole. I definitely think he's in the opening day lineup because a couple of different reasons. I I don't think that Ellie De La Cruz is going to make the opening day lineup simply because he'd have to do a lot of stuff. And I don't necessarily know that the reds are banking on that in spring training. I think that he's still going to be down in triple a for a little bit there, but I do agree. I think Jose Barrero should be in the lineup. I think he should be number nine. My number eight is Kevin Newman. I think that you slot both those guys down in there and, and, you hope that Barrero runs into some. You hope that he figures it out. You put him in the the least likely spot to do damage to you uh, in the lineup because the number nine hitter for years was just the pitcher. So overall, I, I don't have any qualms with that, but I do agree that Barrero should be in the lineup. And it's funny that you mentioned the, the whole positions thing because I was thinking about this as we were kind of laying it out. And I think the way that you get this to work by starting Barrero and Kevin Newman at the same time is that Newman actually plays second base and Jonathan India is your DH. And I think that everything else just kind of falls into place. You got Will Myers and right, Senzel in center, Fraley in left. You got Joey at first, Stevenson a catcher. You got Spencer Steer at third. And 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 Tyler Stevenson is the cog of this whole thing. He has to be a right. catcher for all of these other guys to be in there. If you move him anywhere else, then Kurt Casale's in this lineup and you have to do things differently. But, you know, for me, that's kind of how I do it. I did see that where Jonathan India could be your DH in this scenario or Spencer Steer could be your DH in this scenario. It, it is, but it's one of those infield guys. It's one of those yeah. guys to get all these bats in the lineup uh, again. This is why David Bell makes the not big bucks compared to everybody else, but big bucks compared to us. That's why right. he's getting paid to build a lineup. You know, I think that uh, at the end of the day, uh, he's going to use uh, a little bit of baseball gut, a little bit of analytics and try to get the best nine bats in the lineup at any given time. I see a season in front of us, Jeff, where there really is not much uh, of a static lineup at all. I think, uh, Every day is going to be something different going on. David Bell is going to do get to do the thing that David Bell showed early on that he loves to do, and that's tinker along the way. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of different lineups based on hot hands. You're gonna see a lot of different lineups based on recent call-ups because there's still gonna be some more rookies that debut this year. Ellie De La Cruz, the obvious one, but I'm looking forward to seeing Christian Encarnacion Strand and Matt McLean and a couple other guys like that who will have the opportunity to break into this lineup. Because as we have said, as we've lined it out, obviously us disagreeing with each other, none of us are right because let's face it, many of these guys are not going to pan out and there's going to be openings. There's going to be the ability for Ellie De La Cruz to step into the shortstop position or at least a spot in this lineup for sure. How David Bell gets him on the field, that's to be determined. But I believe that you know at some point, when we get to this point in the season, I don't think we're going to be ready through spring training, but you know, who knows, maybe May, June, when we come back and we have an argument about what the ideal lineup actually looks like. I do think Ellie De La Cruz will be a part of that. And we probably won't be talking about a guy like Jose Barrera or Kevin Newman, but as of right now, this is what we see. And this is kind of how it shakes out. And, you know, jokes aside about rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, the overall theme is opportunity abounds for anybody that can get a hot hand in the batter's box this year for the Reds. 
And that is probably the best spot to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Jeff, that is going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Don't forget, coming up this Friday, we have our Aloha Live Friday edition of the show where you can join us on YouTube asking your questions and submitting your comments. Uh, Thanks again for making us your first listen. Now, go make your second listen, the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going to be able to dig deep and give you all of the information on Major League Baseball's stars of tomorrow. The Locked On MLB Prospects podcast, just like Locked On Reds, is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Jeff. First lineup of the offseason. We've got it in the books. Uh, What can people expect from us the rest of the way as spring training gets closer and closer and closer we'll keep our finger on the pulse of all news that is coming out of great american ballpark as there may or may not be some more moves probably more like minor league signings with incentive laden deals and invites to spring training and things like that but we're going to be all over the guys that the reds bring into this team and how can they impact the roster and make them better for 2023 because we are locked on reds every single day Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.